Welcome back to another episode of the Heated Up Podcast. I'm your host, Ross Brown. If you're not following us on any social media sites, please go over to Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook and use the ask symbol, Heated Up Podcast, or go over to Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or Anchor.fm. Please go over and type in Heated Up Podcast. Space it out when you're typing it out. Um, we're over there. We're always posting every single Friday, um, staying up to you know all the news and stuff like that throughout the sports world. This week's episode... We got to talk a little bit about the drama of the co-main event for UFC 272, which is this Saturday. Um, we'll go in-depth in there. We'll got to talk about the main event there, Jorge Gamebred Masvidal versus Chaos Colby Covington. It is probably the biggest rivalry we have in the UFC right now, probably the biggest grudge match we're going to have in the next couple of years. At least I can't remember a fight that was so deeply rooted with bad blood since I can't even I can't even remember one. I, I really can't remember like like I think of obviously Kobe Covington and Usman, but that wasn't as deep as this. This is like years and years of brothers fighting. This is so deep. This is so big for the sport. Um and I obviously cannot wait to break it down and talk to you and even watch the fight and talk about it next week because I, I'm so excited for this one. Um we also got to talk about the NBA. We've had a complete meltdown in the Miami Heat Twitter world. Um, we'll talk about that, the, the the loss to the Milwaukee Bucks. I went to the Atlanta Hawks and Boston Celtics game. We'll talk a little bit about that. Um, and then we'll also talk about the MLB. They had to cancel two series so far. So we, we've already lost six games throughout the year. Um, we got to see what happens because this is there's something I want to talk about because I was thinking about it. I heard somebody else talk about it on Twitter, so I want to break it down, especially with that. Um, it won't be a hugely info, you know, kind of podcast. There's not much to talk about, but we'll break it down probably with two or three segments, um, and we'll just go through it. So he did a podcast, episode 31. We're at 31, I think. Yeah, so um, strap in, get ready, um, and let's just get ready to heat it up. Welcome back from the break, everybody. Happy Friday. Um, today is March 4th. Um, I can't believe it's already March. Um, I feel like February just literally flies by every single year. It's like literally you go in, it's still cold, you get Valentine's Day, it's March. Like that's like I feel like that's how every year goes. And it's scary because it's, the days just fly by, fly by, fly by. And I'm like, dude, like my life is like it's just spiraling. It's like quick. Um... It's, it's weird. It's weird. But um, anyways, we got to talk about um, the MLB lockout. That's what I want to start today with. Um, like I said, this is not going to be such a long episode. And I know I said that last episode, but this one, I just, there's not a lot to talk about. Obviously, the MLB is in a lockout. The NHL playoffs are coming up. We'll talk a little bit about that. We rarely talk about the NHL, but I feel like when the playoffs come, um, we'll talk a little bit. But like, I'm not an NHL guy, so I can't deep dive into it like I do with some other topics. Um, basketball's kind of in like a little bit of a weird like middle of the season-ish you know what I mean um, so and we got to talk about UFC that's what I'm closing the episode out with I cannot wait to break down that fight but the MLB has issues right now obviously they're in a lockout um, I don't know what the latest proposal was so to speak um, and, and where the negotiations went but they obviously did not come to an agreement um, over the past couple of days um now what I wanted to talk about they're already having issues right now obviously the players and the owners you know somebody doesn't want to pay somebody somebody wants to get more money different benefits stuff like that okay now during these lockout times 
these players are going to come out and say, we don't want to lose. We want to be paid for 162 games. We don't want to pay, be paid for 156 or 140-ish games, however many more games they cancel. They want to get paid for the full season because they're saying, you know, we were ready to accept a deal. We want to do this deal. Um, you guys are being stubborn and pushing back, so why are we going to lose pay cuts? Why are we going to lose money um, for you guys? Do you know what I mean? So now this is another topic. Jeff Passan said this on uh, ESPN literally when they postponed games. Um, or canceled. I don't even know how many if they're canceled or postponing. But you know what? Now is another topic on the board. You know now they're gonna say you know what we want to get paid for all 162. It's just we're in a really bad place right now with the MLB, and we have to truly figure it out because if we don't, we are literally in jeopardy of losing. Um, you know the playoffs, the World Series. We're in jeopardy of losing the MLB season. Like, obviously, you can play a shortened season, but it's going to take so long to get there. We could be weeks upon weeks upon weeks of this season even opening. We still got guys out there. Carlos Correa doesn't have a team. There's certain guys that don't have a team, and obviously, there's probably tampering going on, players behind the scenes getting paid um, and getting contracts and situations done. Obviously, like it's not like they cannot talk. Like They shouldn't. It's in the rules, but we all know how it goes. We all know they're talking behind scenes, and guys obviously aren't sitting here being like, you know what? I don't know what team I'm going to. I'm going to I'm going to wait for negotiations. They know. Do you know what I mean? They know. When it opens back up, floodgates are going to open for guys signing, but we got to figure it out. I just want MLB. We need the MLB. We need it. We literally need it. Without the MLB this year, we're going to have no sports in the summer. We're going to have nothing. We need the MLB, guys, because after June, whatever, when the NBA's done, the NHL's already done, and football, you know, you got the, you know, the off season, so you'll have a little bit of signings, but we won't have sports. We'll have soccer. If we have soccer for the whole summer, I will cry. Like, legitimately, soccer's not super boring. Like, it's not a sport. Like, I'd die if I couldn't, like, if I didn't, you know what I mean? Like, I won't die, um, but I'll be very depressed. Like, very, very depressed. So, MLB has to figure it out because I need, I need the MLB this year. Like, we need baseball. As fans of a sport, we need baseball. So, please, we got to figure it out. Um, yeah, that's that's kind of it. Um, let's break down um, the NBA. Um, I want to take a deep dive into the Heat's loss. I'll talk about the Celtics game. The Celtics game is fun. Um... I know last week I said who I wanted to play and who I didn't want to play. I'm scared to play in Boston. Um, not because of the team. I, the team a little bit. The team a little bit. You know, the way they, they... Before in the beginning of the season, when they were down, they were out. Like, when they started giving up buckets, even if they were up, when they started giving up buckets, they were out. The team had no drive. They were dead. Um, and, and I think Celtics fans can agree. They just didn't have – some fans had no heart. I just think they didn't have enough, and they weren't gelled together. Um, what you're seeing from the Celtics now is a very well-oiled machine, a team with confidence, a team that can defend very well, and a team that's really, really dangerous now in the East. Um, but the, the team overall isn't the reason I'm worried. It's that atmosphere. And I know when you get to playoff basketball, the atmosphere is more insane. And I know that other arenas are probably as crazy in the playoffs. But being in Boston on a Tuesday night in the regular season and hearing how loud that arena got on certain plays worried me. And I heard last night the Bucks um, when they played the Heat. That arena was nuts. 
That arena was crazy towards the end when they were chanting defense, and Tyler Hero had that crazy fadeaway shot. Multiple times he had fadeaway shots, but the, at towards the end in that fourth quarter, um, that, that mid-range kind of shot that he had all night, that shot was there all night, all day, on a platter. Um, it's tough because Boston is crazy. That, that atmosphere, those fans, they are insane. And I'm really, truly worried to play a team like Boston in the playoffs because they are dangerous. They're dangerous. And it worries me. I truly believe that Boston is a dangerous team. I said that in the beginning of the season, they are a dark horse in this East. If they get hot at the right times, Jalen Brown's now injured, so you know what? I don't know what his prognosis is, how long he's going to be out, if he's only going to be out for a couple of weeks. But Jalen Brown not being there is a big issue for Boston. Um, that's their number two guy. They need him, obviously. Um, so it makes Boston a little bit less scary if Jalen Brown's out for a significant amount of time. But even when he comes back in the playoffs, um, they're going to be right back to where they were. So... Boston, that game was crazy. They were down like 16 at one point or 14, um, coming back, storming back. Um, the defensive plays by Marcus Smart was unbelievable. Um, you know, Jason Tatum is probably a top five guy in the East that I'm worried to play. And I, I heard on the five reason sports that some of them didn't have. They had DeRozan and, and Levine over him with Embiid, uh, Embiid um, Durant, and Giannis. Um but I think Tatum's up there. If he's not 5 he's 6 because if Kyrie can come back, then Kyrie I'm more afraid of than Tatum. Um, in Harden playing right now, I'm more afraid of Harden than Durant. So so, so Tatum's 5 on my list. I would probably go Durant, Giannis, Embiid, um, Harden, and Kyrie. And that's if Kyrie can come back, okay? Um, if Kyrie can't, then i probably move Tatum in there. Because watching the DeRozan, the Bulls game with the Heat, I wasn't too worried about him or Levine. I wasn't too um, shell-shocked. Obviously, no one on the Cavs worries me. No one on the Raptors worries me like that. It's really probably Tatum. That's probably five. But if Kyrie comes back, it's tough. Because I probably, even though Kyrie can come back, I might have Tatum over him. Um, but they're very, very, very close. Because watching Tatum and the way he just took over, man, driving in the paint, even his shot was falling in that game. It's like, geez, when he's on and this team's on, this team's dangerous. So um, that was my Tuesday night um, this past week. But let's talk about the Heat game. Um, the Heat, <sighs> frustrating one, frustrating. I kind of was on my phone towards the end when they were up like 14. And I was like, you know, it's fine. Then I saw a three and I was like, okay. I came back and I was like, oh, again, another three. And they just kept chipping away, chipping away, chipping away, and they never went away. And the last sequences of the game were very, very bad. Um, I think Spo just did not have a good play written up. I think that the team kind of got complacent. They thought they were going to win, which they should have won. No, no, you know, I'm not saying that to, to you know change the mood, but they were supposed to win that game. They should have won that game. That's a game that you put yourself four games over Milwaukee with the tiebreaker. That's a game you have to win, and, and now you don't have that tiebreaker, and now you're two games ahead of Milwaukee. So that's a tough game to lose. Not only as a fan looking at that game and being like, damn, we lost, that's a tough game to lose down the stretch. When you look, and you're going to look at the end of the season, you don't want the series to go through Milwaukee if you get to the Eastern Conference Finals. And that's a game that you could have said, if we had that one, we don't have this and now have to be in Milwaukee for four out of seven if you get to seven games. That's tough. Okay? 
but that is a phenomenal series. Both of these teams, when fully healthy, when they have Brooke Lopez back and we have Kyle Lowry and Oladipo back, these games are going to be crazy. It is a crazy matchup. I know it's going to be a stressful playoffs, and I cannot wait to watch it. I cannot wait to watch it. I think these are the two best teams in the East, Milwaukee and Miami. I just, like, I look at the other teams, Brooklyn. Can they put it together? They have a lot of question marks. Can they put it together? Do they have the three-point shooting? Do they have another shot creator if Kyrie's not hitting his shots? And is Ben Simmons coming back and playing like Ben Simmons of, you know, a couple years ago? Philly, do they have enough? Do they have enough? They got enough shooters now. They, do they have enough big men to, to, to go against a BAM um, and somebody that, you know, I feel like M- Miami has a lot of different ways to stop an Embiid and a Harden. Um, and I think that they have more answers than Philly does offensively, um, you know, when you lose Seth Curry in that trade. Um, I think that they are way better than Chicago. I think that they have way more depth than Boston. I think Boston's depth is an issue. Um, you know, those are those are decent players, but I don't think that's enough depth in the playoff series. Um, I think that Toronto doesn't have that star guy or star couple of guys that can take over. I think Cleveland's got the length, but I don't think they have that offensive-minded guy. Um, that, that'll And they don't have the experience, too. I don't think they have the experience. So with all the question marks around all these other teams I just named... Um, I think the two best teams, especially when fully healthy, is continuously going to be Miami and Brooklyn. Uh, Excuse me, Miami and um, Milwaukee. Those are the two best teams. It's it's proven on any given night when you watch these teams play. Um, Obviously, Miami is continuing to have uh, injury issues. Jimmy Butler out, P.J. Tucker out. Um, Off a back-to-back, it makes sense. These guys are a little bit older, so they don't want to play back-to-backs. And it really doesn't matter where Miami is in the playoffs run. Um, But it's tough. You know, I don't want them to fall through. I want them to host some series. Um, and I obviously don't want to go through Milwaukee in the playoffs when it comes to that time. So, um, you know, it'll be fun to see um, where the next, you know, 19 games or so, six weeks um, go. After tonight, Miami has 11 out of 12 games at home. The only game on the road is Philadelphia. And then the 13th game after that is the Boston game, which I will be attending. So there's a lot going on within the next 12 games. Miami has to win. If you're going 12 games in the next 12, you have to win at least 8 or 9. You shoot for like 10, 11, but you need at least 8 or 9. Um, and that's my breakdown of the Heat. I don't really have much after that. Um, we'll jump into a quick break. End off the episode talking about the UFC. Islam Makashev will talk about what's going on with this co-main event um, and break down the Jorge Masvidal and Kobe Chaos Covington. I don't know if it's Chaos Kobe Covington or Kobe Chaos Covington. I can't remember. But nonetheless, we got to talk about it. Um, Heat Up Podcast. We'll be right back. Welcome back from the break, everybody. UFC 272 is going to be amazing, and I'm talking about Jorge Gamebred Masvidal and Colby Covington. Now, before we get into that, I want to talk about last week's fight night. Um, Islam Makachev um, absolutely dominated Bobby Green. Um, it was a first-round TKO. Um, Islam Makachev will be a 
lightweight champion um, at some point in his career. I don't know when, um, but he will be. Um, I think he's a minus 400 favorite against Charles Oliveira in you know a, a dream fight um, because Dana White did say that he will be the number one contender um, and be fighting for the title next. Um, Islam is probably the greatest thing to Khabib we've ever seen. Um, his groundwork, his striking even... Um, is really unmatched, especially in the lightweight division. I mean, Justin Gaethje, obviously, his his striking game is phenomenal. Um, he can wrestle when he wants to. Charles Oliveira, same thing. Um, Charles Oliveira's, you know, striking isn't as smooth um, and quick as Islam's, but the way Islam literally can just snap and go down for a double leg takedown or snap and shoot down, grabbing one of his legs and taking him down so quickly and easily... It really makes me wonder if anyone will ever beat Islam Makhachev in the UFC right now. Obviously, he has one loss. I mean, he was knocked out. Um, he was caught. But, but you know, training with Khabib and what he can do now is, like, insane. And, like, I'm talking, like, literally insane. Like, watching him fight is nuts. And so, it was supposed to be Rafael Dos Anjos versus um, Fiziev, I believe it was, Fizivev, um, I don't know how to say his name, um, he caught COVID, so he pulled out, um, and on Twitter, Islam said he wants to fight RDA, he would have fought him at a catch weight, um, Tony Ferguson said he would have fought him at a catch weight, um, I believe they're fighting at 160 now, um, but um, instead you go with Renato Moicano, who last fought last month, um, against Hernandez, a submission in the second round. So, um, fighting at a catchweight, Moicano is a plus 145. He said after that fight, he wants a good paycheck. So, being on this card um, as the co-main event, he's probably got to get a good paycheck, right? You know, it'll be fun to watch. I think it'll be a good fight um, nonetheless. But we'll, we'll break down the card, starting with Greg Hardy versus Sergey Spivac. Um, Greg Hardy fights are obviously fun. Heavy hitter, heavyweights. I love watching heavyweights. They're going to start off the show. Greg Hardy is a guy that when he fights, your eyes are on the fight. He is a guy that just with his name brings in numbers um, because of his stint in the NFL. But Greg Hardy is literally insane, dude. Like, he punches hard. Um, I believe he lost to Tai Tuivasa. Um, he's he's lost a couple of fights. Um I believe he last fought when he fight, fought um, Tai Tuivasa um, back in, um, I'm trying to think, on the Conor McGregor Poirier card, I think. Yeah, so that, uh, you know, Greg Hardy is the dog. If I had to put money on it, I'm going to put it on Greg Hardy. Whenever there's a heavyweight bout, I like to put it on the dogs um, just because, like, it's a pun puncher's, like, chance. Their heavyweights, one punch ends the fight. Unless it's Francis Ngannou. I'm never, ever betting against Francis Ngannou again. I bet against him in the Stipe fight, and I regretted it instantly when I watched that fight. So um, definitely going Greg Hardy here. I'm probably not going to put money besides the main event, which I will break down after with you guys. Um, but, yeah, on this one, if you were going to put money on it, Greg Hardy's the guy to go. Next, you got Alex Cowboy Oliveira. We all love Alex Oliveira. He takes any fight, any guy. He doesn't care. Um, he's fighting Kevin Holland, who's coming to welterweight. He's the 14th ranked welterweight. His first fight in welterweight. Um, this will be a good fight. Kevin Holland is a guy. He 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 has numbers, you know, with his name. There's numbers to it. Um, with what he's done in his career, um, talking while he's on the ground with guys, um, knocking guys out from on his back. 
Um, one of the only guys to ever do that in UFC history, by the way. Um, Kevin Holland is a phenomenal fighter, a phenomenal striker. Um, he had a couple of issues when he was in middleweight, when he fought um, Derek Brunson last. Um, he just didn't have the ground game um, that everyone thought he would. He fought five times in 2021. So Kevin, or it was 2020, one of the two. Um, but Kevin Holland is a phenomenal fighter. Props to him. I like watching him fight. Um, he's a good fighter. Um, Kevin Holland's probably going to win this fight, um, and it'll be a really good fight. Um, next on the card, you got Edson Barboza and Bryce Mitchell. Bryce Mitchell hasn't fought in a little bit, okay? Bryce Mitchell um, hasn't fought since, let's see, Thug Nasty Bryce Mitchell, who is actually the same height as me. Um, he last fought in 2020. Um, on Halloween in 2020, um, and uh, he won that fight. Okay, um, Bryce Mitchell is a really good up-and-coming fighter. Um, I cannot wait to see what he does. Edson Barboza, obviously, um, you know, disappointing um, last fight against Giga Chikaze. Um, he got knocked out, but that was a phenomenal fight. If any of you remember that fight, that was such a good fight between those two guys. Um, Edson, I think it should be the favorite here. Um, but he's not, you know. Um, he's got a five-inch reach advantage on this fight. I think Edson Barboza wins this fight for sure. Um, I like Edson Barboza's style. I like the way he fights. I think that he's a phenomenal fighter. Edson Barboza is probably going to win this fight, and this will be a phenomenal fight. This might be the fight of the night if we didn't have the main event because I am loving this main event. I'm hyping it up. Rafael Dos Anjos versus Renato Moicano. Um, RDA hasn't fought in a little bit. Um, the last time he fought was a while ago. Um, I feel like we haven't seen R RDA fight since what? I don't even know. 2020, November 14th, when he fought Paul Felder. Um, and I believe that was Paul Felder's last fight. RDA just hasn't fought for a while. Um, good fighter. I love RDA, the what he can do. Um, you know, a lot of his fights go to the decision. Um, but, like, his last couple of fights, he beat... Um, Paul Felder, but he lost to Michael Chiesa. He lost to Leon Edwards. He um, beat Kevin Lee. Um, he lost to Usman. He lost to Colby Covington. So he's got a lot of losses here. He needs a good fight, but Moicano's an up and counter guy. Um, Moicano's got two inches on the reach. Um, you know, he's got three inches on him. I like Moicano in this fight, and I'm going Moicano. Um, I think it's a dog night. I think it's a dog night. Um, for the UFC and that includes the main event because my favorite fighter of all time this is my number one favorite fighter I have thrown tremendous amounts of money on this man over the past I don't even know how many of his fights the two Usman fights um, the Nate Diaz fight um, what other fight did he have in between there I think that was it I'm going to look hold on nobody quote me yeah those were his last three, and I didn't throw money on the Askren fight. Um, <clears throat> Jorge Masvidal, like I'll say, is my favorite fighter of all time because what he does on the field. Jorge Mas uh, in, on the field on in the octagon. Jorge Masvidal is one of the best strikers in the UFC. Um, Jorge Masvidal is um, on his what? This is going to be his fifty-first fight. In the UFC, Jorge Masvidal is what fighting is all about. Jorge Masvidal is my favorite fighter. Um, he's a likable guy. He's a likable character. He comes in, does his thing, gets out of there. Um, obviously, he made his name for himself traumatically um, with his flying knee to Ben Askren. But 
that didn't get him to where he should have been. You know what I mean? He's been up and coming. He's been doing his thing in the UFC for a while. He had all these old fights um, back. He used to fight with Kimbo Slice. Jorge Masvidal is the greatest fighter, in my opinion, ever. But there's complete bias there because obviously he's not. But I love him. I love Jorge Masvidal. I think he's going to beat Kobe Covington. They used to st- uh, la, 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 la. they used to spar and train together. I tried to put those words together. They did all that stuff together. Um, you know, they've been friends. Um, some of them call him best friends. Kobe Covington's talking about Jorge's mother, his wife, his children, his religion. Kobe doesn't care. Colby literally says whatever he wants. This is going to be a phenomenal fight. I cannot wait for Saturday. These guys have gone up and down, up and down their whole careers. So much is on the line in this fight. This is a blood war. This is going to be a blood bath. Somebody's going to be bloodied. Somebody's going to be knocked out. This is not going the distance. And Colby Covington is not going to the ground. He wants to knock Masvidal out. And Masvidal wants to break his face, quote-unquote. I am putting my money... On Jorge Gamebred Masvidal. 100%. That's what I have to do. You cannot bet against your favorite fighter. I'm just not. I know, you know, people say don't bet with your heart. Don't bet with your, um, you know, on your quote-unquote team. But I'm betting on him. I need to. That's my guy. Jorge Masvidal. Till I die. Gamebred. Let's go. Um, I think he's going to win this fight. I think he has a two-inch reach, uh, reach advantage. Um, Jorge's probably going to come in heavier than um, Colby, um, especially when you you know when you come into this fight. Jorge's probably going to be at least 20 pounds heavier um, than Colby, in my opinion. Um, and Jorge is absolutely going to dominate and break his face. That's literally what I think is going to happen. Colby Covington is... Very unlikable, but he's just hilarious. So, Kobe Covington is going to be a really good fight. Jorge Masvidal on Saturday. I will be watching that fight. Tweet me with your predictions. Um, and, yeah, we'll be back next week. Um, I know it was a really quick podcast. There's just not a lot to talk about. I wanted to talk more, but, like, we just had a UFC card to go through and a little bit of news. So, um, yeah, that's kind of it for the episode. I hope you all enjoyed. Um Please go over to social medias. Go over at Heated Up Podcast, two Ps when you're typing it in. If you go over to Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, but if you're going on any of the sites to go listen and stream us, Heated Up Podcast, we're over there always every Friday. Please stay tuned. We are going to be the biggest and baddest podcast in the world. Heated Up Podcast, episode 31 is now done. I appreciate you all tuning in. Have a phenomenal evening. Let's try it.